Welcome into Petty Page and the Cold Taker. I'm Paige Demakos, or otherwise known as the Sports Page, here with Fred Siegel, otherwise known as Old Takes Exposed. Fred, you and I are both in warm weather climates, and this morning I saw a picture of my lovely friends back in Chicago scraping snow off their car, and it is uh, April 19th. So uh, how are you feeling? Because you should be feeling pretty good. Yeah, well, you know, I've lived in Florida almost my whole life. Except for one year, I have no idea how that works. <laughs> I all it is always, always warm. I can assure so. <laughs> you. I can assure you, as somebody who grew up in Chicago, it fucking sucks. Dude. Yeah, it's the worst. Well, I can tell you this: when, when, when in Florida, it gets like forty sometimes, occasionally, and everyone gets really cold, and they yes. talk about how cold it is because you, we're not prepared for that no. day. No. When it comes, when it comes, we walk outside and it's like that. We don't have the necessary, uh, necessary clothes Clothing to, to yeah, deal yeah. with it. And it, it's kind of annoying, but you guys would be like, that's great weather, but that's the reason why, because we don't have the necessary clothing and then it changes to really hot within like yeah. a minute. I've, I've gotten rid of those clothes because I live yeah. in Scottsdale now and I'm like, uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care to go back. <laughs> uh, I'll wait until the warmness, but we will, uh, we're going to open things up here today. Worth a mention. With Des Bryant, I absolutely love what you've put in here. The jilted ex-boyfriend, or is it just <laughs> emotional? So for those of you that don't know, obviously, Des has always been known as a, an emotional guy. Okay, wide receivers in general have the kind of stigma that they're divas, they're super emotional. Um, so what's your take here, Fred? Is, is, does Des in the right, does he have the right to be emotional after being let go from the Cowboys, or is he just – being a nasty ex well it's it's good to point out what he actually did because i have an actual list that i created of what he did after his release (laughs) on friday and it's a lot i mean it's i mean so it's the whole thing in like great cowboy and des fashion last friday played out on twitter because they scheduled a meeting with him on Friday, and it appeared he didn't know what was going to happen at the meeting. And uh, he even said meeting to somebody on Twitter and uh, with the meeting scheduled. And as soon as the meeting was over, he tweeted that, um, let's start the process. And uh, he, he did just throw up the X hashtag where he, like, makes that X yes. that he does. That's, yeah. his, that's, yeah, his, that's thing. his touchdown thing. So, so he even said at the meeting, I'm going to see you twice, like hinting that he was going to go play at uh, one of the teams in the division. But he, he, he then started just tweeting about it. He tweeted it as personal. Yes. He retweeted several tweets of support from teammates, and then he retweeted other players from other teams asking for him to play for that team. Yes. He – he, a reporter received a text from a teammate that Dez probably got released because he would call out coaches and Dez quote tweeted it and put an ellipsis. He, <laughs> <laughs> Dez went to an interview right after with Jane Slater, the NFL network. It's like he drove right to Jane Slater's uh, office or something. And, um, and teammates, he, he talked about it in the interview has, Teammates known as Garrett's guys worked against him. He used the line. I don't want to bash anyone and proceeded to bash people. He, he seemed very upset about it. And it, no, he to was, me, he didn't seem very upset. He was, and probably still <laughs> is very upset. He was very, yeah. he was very petty 
it's very petty from afar. We <laughs> could have put him in rank of pettiness because that yeah. a lot of pettiness happening. But to me, when I saw everything that happened, when you know, like, so I separate him as like a Jerry guy. Like it always kind of seemed like Jerry Jones was like on his side. Always kind of seemed like he was a Jerry guy. And I think the justification of the contract that he was going to have for the production that he was having just wasn't going to make sense from a financial standpoint. And I think Jerry lost that war because Garrett went to him and said, listen, like we can't, you're going to, we're going to lose football games because we're paying this guy $17 million and he's not doing what he needs to do. So Des, I'm sorry, but like, you're kind of like the bad ex-boyfriend. Like you weren't holding up your end of the bargain and sorry, you got to go. You got to go. Yeah. It's it's not you. It's us. Well, yeah, it is it's you. It's still you. It's still you. He just, he just didn't have it anymore yeah, no. in the relationship. The, nope. the, the team, the team didn't love him as much anymore. No, they the felt bad about it. The love was lost. They felt bad the about love it. Was lost. They, they, they felt yeah, bad about like the breakup. Were happy. It's not like they were happy yeah. cutting Des Bryant. I mean, it's Des Bryant. They, could, the they didn't string him years. along for, 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 no. for they, they kind of strung him along for like a month. A little bit, a little yeah. bit, a little stringing along. And I think that's because Jerry loves Des. That's why. Yeah, he wanted, he wanted to fight for him. He, well. tried, he tried to figure out a way to make it work, and Des wasn't going to take a pay cut, and it's just that it wasn't going to work. So the players, if you want, this is a business, and this is how it works. <laughs> and unfortunately, Des wasn't earning the contract that he had made in previous years. And that's how this works. If you're not earning that contract anymore, it's a different offense, different quarterback, different, I mean, different scheme. It's the Ezekiel Elliott show now. So obviously it's just a different team. It's a different team. It does, doesn't fit. So sorry, Des, uh, you had your time. I think, I think I allotted him that time to be upset. Uh, and now is the time to get over it. So if there's any more like subtweeting or liking or, you know, doing any of that, it's just extra. It's too much. Yeah. So I think it's time to move along, Des. It's time to move on, Dad. He won't. But... He won't. He won't. Definitely not. He won't, especially <laughs> if he ends up playing in, like, in the division or, like, ends up playing, like, you know, ends up playing Dallas at any point. Like, he's going to be super petty, which I will be here for. Let me just be yeah, clear. Oh, yeah. I will be here yeah, for that. <laughs> but I'm also going to make fun of him for that. Like, I, that's, right. that's So, I want you to intro the next topic because this is a you thing. This is a you. Okay. This is a you, this is a you thing. Well, today – uh, Florio tweeted that about something with Michael Bennett about how he used to read books during team meetings. And I, I replied to him with my account, Old Takes Exposed, on Twitter that said, uh, John Moxon for West Canaan, he used to read um, during games on the bench. Looked like he was using his playbook. And that's from Varsity Blues. And it, everybody started tweeting and replying to me. And we started putting memes and everything. And then somebody... Uh, suggested that Coach Kilmer was overrated. Yep. And Coach Kilmer's a coach at Varsity Blues at West Canaan. Um, now take away, take away all of just just accomplishes on the field. Okay. Just look at accomplishments of the field. Take away all of his um, authoritative rule and, yeah. and his, his his just being a dick. Yeah. And um, he had twenty two district titles. Yeah. And only. Two state championships. Yeah. Okay. So you want to know what you want to know what I call that? What I call I call that the Toronto Raptors. It's great that you're the one seed all the time, but not you don't get it done. State champions. That's what that's what matters. You got to get Toronto. He has the championship though. He's a champion. 
Yes. He has a champion coach. Yeah. Toronto okay. Raptors don't even have that. They've never even made the NBA Finals. I think uh, it's hard to win a state championship. For sure. The district titles is like – it's like Kansas is what it is. It's like Kansas under Bill yeah, Self. Very, Bill Self yeah, wins big, 12. Uh, he's won 12, 13 Big 12 regular season titles in a row. Yeah. He's won one national championship. For sure. Because yeah, so, I mean, but he's a, but he's, he's a Hall of Fame coach. He's one For of the sure. best coaches Kansas ever had. So, I mean, Kilmer, is he overrated? Now, what's his rate? He wins the, sta- the, the consistency of winning the district title every year is – I mean, it kind of I feels mean, like it kind of feels like calling him overrated. Like, it feels like it's more of like a personal thing. Like, I would say, like, this is just a me thing from watching a movie. Like, John Voight creeps me the fuck out. So, like, yeah. that's why I'm like, eh, he's not my favorite. Like, he's not my favorite. Like, as a coach only, he's a great coach. I don't even understand how you could say he's overrated. Like, I see that guy that commented. I looked at the tweet and I'm like, but like what's what what is rated then like what is even because it yeah, feels that, like that's okay, like are we gonna go are we gonna call coach k overrated or like tom Izzo overrated or like i, I don't know like are you, gonna call you can Bill, like you can sometimes sometimes call tom Izzo overrated i think because it, it depends oh, yeah, on what's the rating that's, that's my yes. guy of rate because because at one point he was when he was he was getting the final four all the time and he was this big march great march coach but at that point, he was treated as if he was one of the greatest coaches in the history of college basketball. For sure. So in that, if you if you put him in that in that uh, rate rating, then maybe he could be a little overrated. Okay. Um, he may not be the best coach in the history of college you know, basketball, but you know what I think we've reached on here is that our as sports fans now, this is the current climate. We have just become so ridiculous in the amount of coverage that we have of sports. Yeah. That there's almost no way to be like just even. Like there's no way to be like just rated. Like it pretty much feels like everybody's overrated because we're just saturated with content with all of these people all the time. And so there isn't really like a way to just be like kind of like even keel. Like just rated. Like I don't. Yeah, you can't rate anybody. Yeah, there's like you can't rate anybody. The only play, the only football coach that I'm going to throw out here to you is what I consider the greatest of all time in football movie coaches. Like, I, I don't even think it's close. Okay. And I think that's Coach Boone. And that's uh, for, Coach. for Coach Boone from Remember the Titans. So that's Denzel Washington. He's a great coach. Great coach. And, like, so as, like, an athlete, as somebody who played sports, like, he's, like, the perfect mix of, like, that that coaching staff where you have – the the kind of hard ass guy obviously in coach Boone and then you have your defensive coordinator who had been there before who stays on the staff and like picks up his guys like that's my ideal scenario of a coaching of a coaching staff like some guy who's going to rip you apart but you probably need it most of the time and then you have the guy that's going to pick you up so uh, that's yeah. what me like well, that's the, greatest of all time and, and let me tell you about coach Boone yeah. besides taking away even taking away all of the the tremendous the tremendous accomplishment that he had by getting the team together with record time yes um from years and years and years of historical racial tension yes herman boone in within i'd say a couple weeks at that camp had got the team together oh yeah there was absolutely no racial tension anymore and um and that was unbelievable within itself but his his game strategy and x's and o's and finding the best place for players Unreal. Like he was, he moved Petey to linebacker. Yes, he did. 
and, or safety. That was such a great move. Sure was. Like he, it, Petey didn't even think about it. Yeah. Old the, coach in, Yost, when he was the head coach, Petey was me, Petey was running back. That yep, was it. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then uh, uh, realizing that uh, and being having a prepared Ronnie Bass at Sunshine when the other quarterback oh, got hurt, oh, it, it was about, unbelievable. And not only that, but like talk about greatest scenes ever. Oh yeah. Like and he one scouted of, it right away. Oh my god! When he when 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 he comes in when Sunshine comes in after after the quarterback goes down with an injury and he calls the play and says, let him through. And he lets him through and he tabletops him. And the other, co- the other coach comes over and goes, are you going to throw a flag? And he looks, the ref looks at him and goes, a, a flag on the quarterback. You want me to call a roughing, pa- a roughing yeah. on the quarterback? Like that's one of the greatest scenes in a football movie. Like it's unbelievable. Uh, it, 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 I think that, I think what's underrated is coach Boone's X's and O's. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is and, the and best. Is, is I bill- could talk about remember the Titans for the entire yeah. podcast. Like I, um, I, they'll remember the time at the the Titans. <laughs> yeah, man. And then you know, yeah, it was. It, I'm gonna he, watch he, it tonight, Fred. I'm Fred. I'm all the way in. Has there ever been a, a two contrasting characters and the the offensive lineman and remember the Titans is the greatest, most lovable guy, and then in American History X, he's like the biggest oh, racist. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, two contrasting characters. Wow, and I never even tuna, thought about that. Dr- and he's Tuna, the drug dealer in uh, Yeah in Blow. Wow, he's got that guy. Versatile he's actor. Got, he's got, he's got versatile, there. versatile I, actor. I saw him, and he's real skinny now. I don't know if he can still play the lovable oh, fat guy. So he's no. yeah, just like um, that's disappointing. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's super uh, disappointing. All right, well, let's uh, uh, let's move on okay. to rank the pettiness. You tell everybody uh, about rank the pettiness. All right, it's time for rank the pettiness, and this is with our own queen of petty, <laughs> Petty Page. True, true. <laughs> I describe a petty action from the past week, and Page, you will rank the pettiness. Yes. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Here we go. Okay. The Celtics are up 2-0 on the Bucks. Yep. All right. Terry Rozier is the Celtics point guard now. Uh, he's been doing great since Kyrie went down. He's, he's a good player. He, he's been getting tons of minutes. He's dominating this series. He's had 23 points both games and amazingly hasn't turned the ball over once in 78 minutes of postseason play. Yes. The victim of Rozier's production has been Eric Bledsoe, yes. the uh, guard for the Bucks, who's been guarding him, and he's been getting torched. He, oh, and if you can recall, game one, Rozier hit the three-pointer to give the Celtics lead in regulation. It sent Bledsoe skating. It was, um, it was pretty embarrassing for him. After game two in the locker room, when the Celtics guard, uh, when Terry Rozier was, I mean, after the game in the locker room, when Bledsoe was asked about Terry Rozier and whether he took the matchup with, with Rozier personally, Bledsoe said, who? I don't even know who the fuck that is. <laughs> Here it rank the pettiness. Now, this is interesting because it's a pe- our petty scale is one to five. Yes. But it's interesting because here, what are you ranking? Is it one? Our petty scale needs a little bit more explanation because it, if you rank this as a five in petty, yeah. Um, are you ranking the quality of the pettiness or the okay? Really so the, the, how it makes have, you have, look. So the quality of the pettiness, but also like situational. So like it has to yeah. be like a big situation. So 
I'm not I'm not a fan of this one. Um, I give this one like a one and a half. And I'll tell you why. Because clearly Eric Bledsoe knows who Terry Rozier is. So like it's so ridiculous that that is the comment that you have. Like, dude, you know exactly who he is. Like that is just, just like that's unnecessary pettiness, like where it's like way over the line, like where clearly you know who he is. Like, yeah. you're playing him in a playoff game, bro. Like, you know who he is, and he's torching you. So, like, that just seems to me, like, it's less petty, and it's more just, like, you're a fucking baby. Like, you're a baby, and you didn't know how to respond because you're getting destroyed. So, he doesn't even get – he doesn't get ranked high for this because the situation is bad. You're you're playing horrible, so he gets docked for the situation. And the execution here, not very good. We could have probably figured out a, be- a way to be better petty in this situation. I know. I definitely could. So he is not getting ranked high. I think this is like our first non-highly like highly rated pettiness. But I'm, I'm not here for this. Eric Bledsoe, he is traditionally known as a petty master as he tweeted out about him being in a barbershop while he was uh, tweeting about the Suns, um, which was an amazing moment of petty. And now he's doing this, and I'm like, bro, you definitely know who Terry Rogier is. So I'm not here for this one. One, one and a half. I'll tell you what a prime petty move would be. Okay. One of the all, this would be a five on the petty scale. Okay. Is if before the game on, I think it's tonight. Yeah. Um, the Celtics players went up to Bledsoe and introduced <gasps> yes. Rogier yes. to Bledsoe. Need it. Need it. Need Eric it. Terry. You said you don't know who he is, Terry. Oh, they shake hands. My God, I've never needed. I've never needed something so bad in my life. Not gonna happen. No. But. You know what? You know what's happening right here, Fred. You just what? gave me an idea for today's video because that oh, go for it. that is that is exactly the type of pettiness that I need in my life. That is Take exactly it. what I need. That is exactly Take it. the type of pettiness that we all need is somebody going up to him and saying. Um, excuse me, uh, Mr. Bledsoe. <laughs> I would like you to meet Terry Rozier. Uh, Terry Rozier, meet Eric Bledsoe. Oh, I'm here. It would be a, it would be the best petty. It would be one of the best petties oh. in the season. It would be instant ten. It would be in Hall of Fame. Instant ten, instant ten petty. Okay, moving on. Yes. Um, the other night, I think it was two nights ago. Uh, this is Thursday. Kelly Oubre for the Wizards um, in Game Two against the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors destroyed him. Yeah. And uh, of course, both Raptors games, Drake was on the sidelines. He's been sidelines of a lot of playoff games and some regular season games. He loves Toronto. Uh, when Ubre hit the three pointer and walked back, Drake called him a bum. Yes, he did. And Twitter unearthed a tweet from Ubre back in 2011. After that, it said Drake has all caps, no swag. With about Ooh. four A's, eight A's in the swag. Ooh. I don't know. Um, after the game, the tweet was deleted by Ubre. I assume Ubre was in his locker room and he saw the tweet being sent around. He was notified about it. First of all, I need to ask you. Yeah. Who's the petty party here? Because there could be. It's possible. It's a little bit of a possibility. Okay. That Drake was aware of the previous tweet from 2011. And that's why he called him a bum. Oh, no one's thought about this. Wow. Yes. Now we're possibly. really deep diving into the pettiness. Yeah, scale. possibly. Now it, I'm here. If, if not the case, 
Um, then Ubre was probably reminded of the tweet from notifications and then deleted it. I can't imagine Ubre went running back to his locker room and remembered the tweet from 2011 no and said, I got to delete it. Yeah. So what's the petty scale of both of them? Okay. Okay. So I feel like, yeah, I have to grade these separately because I totally did not think about the situation that Drake may have known about that. Yeah. Okay. So if he didn't know, Let's just throw that out. I'm going to go under the assumption that Drake knew about the tweet. Because here's the thing I know about famous people. They read everything, okay? They lie and they say they read nothing. They literally read everything. They Google search their name. They Twitter search their name. They Instagram search their name. This is the type of shit that they do, okay? So Drake totally did this. And he called him a bum while he's getting his ass whooped in Toronto. So I am here for that. It is not a – it's not a five. And it's not even, I don't even say, I want to say it's, it's more like a three and a half. It's a good one, but like Drake isn't playing in the game. You know what I'm saying? So it's less pettiness. Now, had it been like, mm, let's say DeMar DeRozan that he called a bum and he did that during the game, then it would be a higher ranking on my scale. But because Drake doesn't actually impact the game in any way other than being a fanboy, he gets a three and a half for his situation. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, three and a half. Mm-hmm. Kelly Oubre, on the other hand, mm-hmm. okay. I am I am not here for the deleted tweets afterwards, okay? You want to know why? Because I'm a fan of Fred, okay? And Fred is here mm. to get all the old takes. So <laughs> I am not here for the deleted tweets. I am not here for those because I want my friend Fred to be able to unearth all of the old takes for the rest of time. So I am not here for Kelly Oubre and his deleting of the tweet, and I know for a fact that he did not remember that tweet. It just got retweeted, and so he saw it and deleted it. Now, had he left it up, I think it would have been way funnier. I would have been at, like, probably a four because it's like, I don't care what you call me. I think this is funny. And I would have left it. The deleting of the tweet, he's at a one. I, I, I'm, I'm like, eh, not impressed. Not impressed. Hey, the ellip- he could have he could have quoted the tweet in ellipsis. That's what I'm it saying. Ellips- yeah, at, like, do you yeah. know how many to- how, ma- how many opportunities for pettiness there were here that yeah, were not yeah. taken? But, I mean, he couldn't – you can't do it. You can't do that after you get killed. No, 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 it's no, just no, like no. so. So, uh, the, the only way he could do it is if he torches the Raptors yeah. in game three, which then I would and, totally do it. Yeah, I would have left yeah. it. That's why you, yeah, it. you leave it so that if the opportunity <sighs> arises, then you go back. Or let's say down the road, Fred Kelly Oubre comes back and destroys the Raptors in another scenario. You got to leave the pettiness there, you got to have the yeah. opportunity to take it. And I would have left the tweet. Also, as I said, I'm here for Fred. If you delete yeah. your tweets, you're anti-Fred. That's that's how I that's how I, that's how I leave it. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's cheater. A, the leaders are cheaters. The leaders are cheaters. Yeah, you guys are cheaters. If you said yeah, it, you said yeah. it. Leave it up. Yeah. Don't be yeah. a don't yeah, be a baby. Just leave it up. Own your the leaders. The leaders cheaters. I've I, listen. Fred has gotten me. I said some nice yeah. things about Mark Tressman that I wish I never said, but you know, I, said <laughs> I said them, and I have to own. I have to live with that pain every day. And that's just the reality. Oh, I'm very sorry. I repented for my sins. But you know what? Fred is here to keep me honest. And that is what he did. <laughs> that is what he did. Uh, let's move on to Loaded Vault, which I love. Okay? Loaded Vault for people who don't know. This is what this is all Fred. Okay? So when things are going on in sports, and let's say, for instance, a team is doing exceptionally well very early. It's what we call a loaded vault because people are overreacting because that's what sports fans do. That's what sports media does. We react in time constantly. And it's April 19th. 
Okay. The first example is a great example because baseball season goes another six months. Okay. So we are going to be talking about the Red Sox first because they are 15 and two. The Yankees spent an a gross amount of money in the offseason to get Giancarlo Stanton to add to that lineup. And there was a lot of hype heading into the season around the Yankees. Now, the Red Sox have the best record in baseball. They're playing exceptionally well. So this is the perfect definition of a loaded ball. Fred, uh, these how Red much, Sox how much, fans. How much content do you have? Is it, uh, is it out of uh, Well, control? it's mostly fan content. The Red Sox fans will not shut up right now. They are Fred, basking Boston in Boston fans glory. won't shut up? I am shocked. Yeah. I am shocked. <laughs> they are basking in this Red Sox uh, and domination. And they also uh, have a new manager, Alex Cora. So it's like kind of they believe – I haven't been watching – the game. So I don't really know, but yeah. there's some sort of belief there. It could easily be that he's doing something. It's his, he's, he has a lot to do with the fact that the Red Sox are winning. More. Yeah. Um, I think that the Red Sox right now, if they were to have a slide and somehow didn't make the playoffs would be amazing for my uh, feed. Yeah. I have so much loaded vaults. I could, I, I'm here for all of it. I'm here for all of it. And the second one I'm also here for, because now the Sixers, okay, they were on a hot streak. They won, what, 16 games in a row. They were the hottest team in the NBA. They go into the playoffs. They win game one. And then D. Wade happens. My boy D. Wade happens and makes it. He literally takes over the game, makes it 1-1. They're down. Now they're going to Miami. The game's tonight. The Sixers, if the Sixers don't make the Eastern Conference Finals, what is the level of loaded vault that we have? Because Philadelphia oh my is God. Boston. Well, it's not just that. After game one, first of all, the Sixers won about 13 games in a row. They looked amazing. And then game one was the, the explosion game. Yes. They, they were perfect in game one. They wouldn't miss a shot. They were unbelievable. And when you have that in the playoffs where everyone's watching it, it just – in basketball, when your team is playing really well and making every shot, you look unbeatable. And they looked unbeatable there. And after that game, it was – it was Outrageous. Outrageous. Everybody just pointing them to the Eastern Conference Finals. The question was whether they'd actually get to the finals. It was unbelievable. So, I mean, look, they're really good, and they have a lot of great young players. Um, the Heat did win. And, and they didn't make as many shots. They just didn't look as good game, too, which is usually what happens. They never look as good as the, the game that you look great. But it, it, Sixers fans are so excited. They're so jacked up. They um, – and everybody who has watched the team and now has seen Ben Simmons, who's incredible. He, ben Simmons, if he can learn how to shoot, would be one of the great players in this league. Yes, he will. If he – if – if they don't make the Eastern Conference Finals, if they lose this series to Miami, oh, oh, oh my God, I'm that here. would be I'm that would here. be because there was not even a thought in anybody's mind after Game One. Nope. The only thought was whether it was going to be a sweep. Yep. After Game One, nobody thought even it was it's it wasn't even in anyone's mind that they are going to. I will. This win is where that I have, This is where I have to pat myself on the back because I still have the Sixers winning, but I am a I am a I call myself a D Wade truther. Okay, because I feel like people forget that D Wade won a title without LeBron. Okay, Mm -hmm. LeBron, he is one of the best of all time, of all time. Okay, he's one of the best two way players of all time. And it's like we forgot what D Wade was like. 
So I knew that they, I knew that they were not going to go away. Now I didn't think they were going to win a game in Philadelphia, but D Wade was playing so well. He was talking shit to Allen Iverson. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was unbelievable. He told, he looked at Allen Iverson and he said, this is my house. I lost my mind. I was like, Oh my God, the flash is back. Like it is, it was so good, but Philadelphia, this is going to be one of the all-time, all-time loaded vaults because Philly fans oh. are ridiculous. They are ridiculous. The vault is so loaded with these Philly fans. They are so passionate, and they, what they do is they, they are prime uh, receipt holders and pettiness. Yes, yes. They, they, will, they will tell anybody and everybody who doubted them a million times about how they were wrong yeah. for the rest of their lives. They sure will. Um, sure uh, um, the next one here, I feel like I am driving. Like I am, okay. I am going to end up probably part of this loaded vault, and that is because I am cheering for LeBron to leave Cleveland. So I am mm-hmm. ready. RIP my mentions. It's already started. People in Cleveland hate me because I am rooting for LeBron to leave. Okay, <laughs> I, I've already. It's already started. Like Cleveland probably has pictures of me on a wall that they're throwing darts at because they do not like me. This one is LeBron after the season and free agency. The speculation around LeBron, he's the best player in the league. It's not close. His contract, he has the opt-out here. He's already leaked out that there are four teams that he would think about. Um, so there's a, lot of, there's a lot of talk, a lot of chatter around this. Now, LeBron loses before – now, I'm not saying he's going to, but if LeBron loses early in these playoffs, this is going to go through the roof. Like, your loaded vault is going to go from where it is now to an exponential level because that is all anybody's going to be talking about if LeBron's not in the finals. If he loses before he gets to the finals, before the Eastern Conference finals, this loaded vault, we may never see a loaded vault like this. Yeah, well, if he loses, it transcends loaded vaults. Oh, if he loses, we got to come up with loses, a different If they term. lose to the Pacers in this series, oh that would God. transcend loaded vaults. The memes would be just. That's what I'm uh, waiting for. Just yeah. That is what I'm waiting uh, for. <laughs> for you and for me. Like, I'm yeah. rooting for that for you and for me. Yeah, well, I have, for free agency, uh, I have tweets and quotes and analysis for the following teams. Philadelphia, Houston, and the Lakers. There are numerous people who have put him, designated him, on to either one of those teams. Um, Philadelphia recently... Just put just LeBron signing with the Sixers. Philadelphia fans are convinced he's signing there. Yeah. Uh, Houston, uh, that's one of them. There's so many people who have said he's going to Houston. And then the Lakers has been going on for two years. Uh, that where people have just uh, written them on L.A. Lakers. Yes, yes. From Because he, he, he has a house there. Because he has a house there. Yeah. All right. All right. It's off your chest time. It's off your chest time. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you're up first. You got a minute. I'm I'm counting, and uh, this is your this is your opportunity to shine off your chest. Something that Fred and I this is pretty self-explanatory have on our mind, and we need to get off our chest. So, Fred, you're up first. Well, it's, a lot of times it's a negative thing, but here, uh, you know, I I don't really express my fandom that often, but uh, after Monday night with the Heat and Dwayne Wade and he, how he kind of took the team on his back and beat Philadelphia and it was vintage Dwayne Wade as much as yes. he doesn't as much as his wife thinks that he's always like that it really was vintage Dwayne Wade and look I was born in South Florida and I grew up in Miami 
I live in South Florida now. I'm a Heat fan. I had season tickets for years. There was once a time when Dwayne Wade owned this city. He was Miami. Yes. And from 2006 forward, everything about this team's identity was connected somehow to Dwayne Wade. Even when LeBron was here for four years and the team won two rings and LeBron became the featured player, it was still Dwayne's team. The Heat slogan this year is Heat Culture. There's a hashtag for Heat Culture. There is a Heat Culture. The fans embody it. It's a style. It's a mannerism. It's a grace. It's an attitude. It's a mesh of annoying us-against-the-world bitterness and cockiness, a chip on our shoulder, always fending against the haters who laugh at the empty seats and the late-game arrivals and believe that there's some sort of insincerity or fraudulentness about our fandom as if somehow we aren't worthy or committed of his, as, or as committed as historical sports city. It's like a push. I love it. For us. Yep. And, and Dwayne Wade carried that heat culture everywhere with him, when, everywhere he went. He was our representative. Yep. And then for whatever reason, a couple of summers ago, he and the heat parted ways. And then there was an emptiness. And throughout that period, we were stuck watching him and the Bulls and the Cavs where the fit just wasn't there. When he came back in February, the moment he stepped on the court, it was like things were the same again yep. for the heat. There was very little reparations to be done. Everyone was back where they belonged, but that little chapter, that time when we were apart, it was still there, just a whiff of it, not very much, but Monday Night Man. The step-back jumpers, the daggers, the stare-downs, all was right in the world. Yes. And look, if the Heat lose three in a row and Dwayne Wade retires, it doesn't matter. No. Because we had that game. We had that game. A year and a half separation. It may be in the record books, but from our standpoint, it didn't happen at all. I love it. It's it's like a traffic ticket, an otherwise perfect record, yep. driving record. That one piece of cake, you know, otherwise flawless month of dieting. This is magic, this is, a this magical is peak, finish. This is peak Fred the fan. This is honestly, this is, a, this is amazing because it, 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 yeah, it was a magical finish. It no was. matter the ending. No matter the ending. No matter what happens with D Wade. There's a special place in Miami and your hearts. I know. I know. And, and that I'm, was it. I'm having, that, that, I, have, so it, I have chills. I have chills because I love D. Like, I honestly, I love D Wade. And as a Bulls fan, like, I was sad when he came to Chicago because I didn't, I knew it wasn't right. Like, it wasn't, he shouldn't have, like, Pat Riley did him wrong. Like, he did him dirty. And, and he, they should have kept him in Miami. And they, 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 they righted the wrong. They brought him back. They, it, it feels like, I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you, and I'm not a Heat fan. Like, it just feels like it's right. You know, like, the fit is perfect. Like, he never left. Like, even his first game back, it was just like, oh, it's D-Wade. You know, like, it looks right. Him being in the Heat uniform just looks right. He never looked good. It, it just was wrong seeing him in a Bulls uniform. And that's coming from a Bulls fan. And he's a Chicagoan. Like, he grew up in Chicago. And I love him. And I was happy that initially when he came. But the first time I saw him in a Bulls uniform, I was like, oh, man. That just doesn't look right. Don't look right. No. So I'm happy. No. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for Heat fans because Miami is one of those markets, much like much like Phoenix, that has a lot of transplants and gets gets trashed on regularly for attendance and and mm-hmm. fandom or whatever. Listen, I get it. I understand. I'm a Chicagoan. I know it's the it's the easy fruit to make fun of. Okay, but Heat fans love their boy. They love D Wade. And and they're as loyal to him as anybody. So I don't want to hear I don't want to hear anything about it. I don't want to hear anything more about it. So I'm on to mine. Mine is mine. I had one, and then something happened this morning that changed mine. So mine is completely negative. It was shocking. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, mine is mine is about 
um, living in a transplant city. Okay. I live in a transplant city that a lot of people would call a place where a lot of older people live. Okay. Snowbirds. This morning on my ride into work, as I'm heading in to do my podcast with Fred, there is a horrible accident on the side of the road. Okay. There's one thing in my life that drives me. That's it's my biggest pet peeve and it's not close. People who stare at accidents <laughs> on the highway and stop their cars. They are the worst people on planet earth because most of the time after there's an accident, there's a second accident because some dumbass is looking at the accident and driving horribly that they don't see in front of them that the car is stopping and they hit that car causing themselves to be an accident because they could not look away. I hate those people. They are the worst people. They make my morning commute awful because there is always an accident. And these people need to be banned from the road. So if you are one of those people and you are listening to that podcast, please be better. That is my message for you. Be better. But, Stop uh, looking at accidents. On the side but there's, a, there's, nothing, there's nothing you can do about it. Once you, It's the first person. Because once you're behind everyone else, you I know. have to look at the accident because you're driving by the accident and the other car is going uh, a little slow. Uh, so there's nothing you can do. I honk at those people. It's, it's, people it, are going it, slow and I see ahead that the traffic is moving, I honk. I am that It's person. impossible. There is no way to, to prevent that from happening. I, I think in I, life, this is, this is my one, this is my, it's I'm, never going to happen. I'm going to try for the rest of my life, Fred, even you if need I, an accident director, yeah. it's going to give tickets. If you're not Penny driving, Page will be on the side of the roads it's giving never tickets happen. to everybody. To everybody. <laughs> At least you have ways. It tells you the, the, my, my problem with traffic is the unsurety. Yep. You're unsure about when it's going to go. You're so pissed for like 20 minutes. Yep. And then, and then, and then the traffic dies down. You're like, Oh, Okay. Okay. That's exactly what I was doing this morning. I was like, I'm so pissed off right now. And then all of a sudden the traffic's open up and I'm like, oh, it's a great idea. Yeah. If you have Waze, Waze gives you a great estimate of what's it going to be. So it's the unsureness is is not there anymore. It's it's a little better. Shout out to Waze. Shout out to Waze. Best best app out there. Best app out there. All right. This is what we're going to end with today. Okay. This is a, this is an unbelievable, this is a debut of a brand new topic that Fred thought of on the fly because it is blown up on Twitter and it is amazing. And I love it. I love it so much because fans tweeting things. This started, correct me if I'm wrong, but it started with the bears fan. Correct. So I'm yeah, well, it started, yeah, it, it started, it started with the first fan. one I did was a bears fan, yes. but I've been thinking about doing this for a while because fans always say that they have sources on Twitter and it's not a real reporter. No, just a and stupid fan. Can I, can I also say on a side note, I get texts from my friends. Okay. Yeah. Back in Chicago where they will say, Paige, I heard from somebody I know that insert this, 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 this going on in Chicago sports. And my response is always the same. Please don't text me with these ridiculous claims <laughs> because you don't, you heard it in a bar from Joe Schmo who was drinking a beer. That does not constitute a report. Like I heard, uh, I heard that, that uh, Mitch Trubisky was out late last night. Oh, okay. I don't care. Like, I'm sorry, but that is like, that guy is the woke worst of all time. So please uh, lay it on me, lay it on me, lay, let's well, hear about the fan. I asked, it's called, the segment's called fan with sources. And I well, asked Twitter at a poll, whether the lead in should be to the tune of the overrated chant with the five claps. Oh my God. Or wheels, wheel of fortune lead in where they yell wheel of fortune. Have you done so, a poll but, on that yet? Yeah, I did a poll. Okay. Wheel of Fortune won. So I'm going to do it. Ready? 
fans with sources. <laughs> oh, God, that's right. good stuff. Next week, I'll join you. Next week, I'll join okay, you. Okay, okay. The, the, the first one comes today, this morning. There's an account called Rebuilding Reds, and it's at Rebuilding Reds. It's a, it's a new account. It was joined Twitter on January 2018, and it's a, a new account to cover the Cincinnati Reds during a rebuilding era. It's not affiliated with the Reds. It has about 700 followers, okay? Yesterday, Wednesday, at 2.02 p.m. Eastern time, he tweeted, according to my sources, Brian Price, the Reds manager, will not be fired before the end of the season. And he had a bunch of other stuff on the tweet. When challenged yesterday about his report, he said this is the first time he's using sources on Twitter, and he will continue to do so until he's incorrect. I go ahead and put my money where my mouth is. I will delete my account if Price is fired before the 162 games are over. Another tweet reply, he categorized his Price report as a, quote, guarantee. And he said his sources never fail him. When someone said he was full of shit, he said, quote, I'll talk to you when I continue to break news, Red's news correctly using wow. the same sources I just did. Wow. This morning, Thursday morning, 8.33 a.m. Eastern Time, the Reds tweeted out, announcing that they had fired Brian Price. His 162-game decree did not last a game. Actually, it lasted one game last night. It didn't last 24 hours. <laughs> Everybody oh was calling God. for building, red, rebuilding Reds to delete his account. And he said, I stand by my sources in my original tweet. They're telling me the plan was to keep Price all year, but... Castellini, and he's talking about owner Bob Castellini, blew yep. a gasket last night. Just goes to show you that the dysfunction going on in the organization. <laughs> he did not address whether he would delete his account. I assume he's not going to delete his account. He won't. He won't. And he will not bring it up. Nope. He won't. I, I can't, I'd be surprised if uh, Freezing Cold takes. I added him on three separate tweets with the hashtag fans with sources. And please give me your fans with sources. Everybody who's listening. Yes, need them. Need them. Hashtag okay. fans with sources. All right, move on to the next one. Okay, here's some news breaking. Here's some, here's, here's some news coming out. So, uh, a little bit of a news tip. Okay. From Teen Cough 6, Tyler Kaufman. I don't even know. It looks like he's a Browns fan. Okay. Already uh, don't he's know. hearing very strong rumors that Josh Allen and Barkley is at one and four. That's who the Browns will pick. It could be a smokescreen, but damn, the rumors keep coming. Someone said to him, you have sources now? And Tyler Kaufman snapped back with, like it was a blasphemous question. I, he said, I have information that, uh, from public Twitter and accounts. Uh, and he said, of course, I have sources, a.k.a. a person that feeds me info that is distinct, whether it's fully true or not. And someone tagged me to it and said, Old takes exposed. Keep your eye on this. And he wrote, don't. Wow. All caps. Very strong rumors. Wow. Did he say the Browns were going to do something specific? No. So his sources gave us a little tip, but they're, they're strong rumors. They're not actually. This, this is amazing. Great news break. This There's is amazing. Break. Strong okay. rumors. Literally yeah, strong rumors. So he's, he's, he's reprieved. So okay. Good. Okay. Uh, next, the last one is a person called. Sports fans, fanatics, on, sports fanatics only. Okay. And he next to his um, title, okay. he has an emoji of a brain. Okay. 
His Twitter handle is NFL NBA Topics. Okay, he sounds legit. Okay. According to sources, the Patriots are heavily interested in Lamar Jackson and have two first-round picks, but they won't need to trade either to get him. Oh, my. Once again, five periods ellipsis. The Patriots are going to make the right move. Okay. And they might just be making, getting the next Michael Vick. Hashtag NFL. Keep your eye on that, Patriots fans. This is from NFL NBA Topics, and uh, he does have an emoji of a brain on his title. So, Patriots fans, you may. Oh, my God. This guy, I just looked him up while you're talking about. He looks like he's 12. Oh, my God. Well, look, he's got sources. And he said he wrote all caps on Heavily Interested, too. Oh, my God. There is a zero. 0.00% 0.00% chance that that kid has any sources other than his ESPN app. That is absolutely unbelievably amazing. I am here for all fans with sources. And again, if you see somebody, this is where we're asking you to call your friends out. Okay. If you see somebody that is, that is a fan that is, that is tweeting some ridiculous shit using that they're talking to quote unquote sources, please tag myself and Fred in that use the hashtag yes. fans with sources and you might get yourself uh, some swag because guess what? Yeah. Guess what? I'm getting some Petty Page t-shirts. Fred's got some Old Takes Exposed t-shirts going on. So uh, we might we might start having to give away some stuff. I might even. Yeah. I, I think I'm getting us some stickers too. Fred. No bunk. No bunk fans with sources though because no, we need real don't ones. put don't put the guy who says sources the sun's gonna come out tomorrow or something no, like that. No, no, no. We and want don't put. Stuff. Yes, and stuff. don't put someone whose sources confirmed Adam Schefter's report no, or something that happened. That does not count. That, does that not doesn't count, count either. Doesn't count. So, uh, no, no. Bring us, so bring us the good shit, people, and you might end up with some free swag. <laughs> bring us, bring us the good shit, and you might end up with some free swag. Uh, Fred, let everybody know how they can follow you on Twitter and on Instagram because I want to make sure that everybody is also following on Instagram because Fred has some good kind of exclusive content that he's releasing on his Instagram. The same with me. So, Fred, let everybody know how they can follow you. Um, freezing cold takes on Twitter at old takes exposed Instagram freezing cold takes. Yeah. Instagram. I need and Facebook freezing cold takes. If you, if you find my Facebook, yeah, page, go you find type his, it in, yeah, type go it find in. His Facebook, give him a like, uh, make sure you're sharing our podcast. Uh, you might end up with some free swag. That's my, that's my, uh, that's my ending for today's podcast. You can follow me at the underscore sports page with an eye on Twitter and at the sports page straight through on Instagram, because on Twitter, some girl stole it from me. Yeah, that's you heard it right. I'm still yeah. on my I'm still on my plea to get it to buy it away from her. So maybe someday, uh, maybe someday I'll uh, get it from her because she doesn't even talk about sports. It's very sad. Uh, Fred, thanks for joining today. This was fun. Uh, we'll be back next week, um, and we do have also a scheduled interview. So I'm going to tease that we're going to have an interview coming up later this week uh, and up over the weekend.